Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are dandy. You are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad. Brian is back from the Black Dahlia murder. Tom Gabriel Warrior. Eric Green from Simple Tour. Ross Dolan from Immolation. We are Gorgasm. This is my phone creator. Terrence from Suffocation. Phantasm Podcast. Join your host, Corey Gorkrest and Dr. Vincent West for exclusive interviews with the sickest bands in metal and more. Head over to cultofphantasm.com. The only gravesite for all things horror and death metal. No filler, all killer. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gorkreis with me as always, Dr. Vincent West. What's going on, man? It's going. We're back to Tubi, the old Tubi app for this uh, very special 100th episode of Phantasm Podcast. We have finally made it. And it feels pretty good, even though I feel like in five years we're probably way ahead of that, but this is the 100th episode. And uh, the film we got, I'm really excited to watch this because I've surprisingly just never seen this movie. It's one of the Doctor's choice cuts, one of his favorite films. Uh, what do we got? We are watching the horror show with Brian James and Lance Henriksen from 1989. Come on, Jenky. It's checkout time. Nobody's going to miss Max Jenky, especially Detective Lucas McCarthy. Glad you could make it, cop. He was born bad and stayed that way. <laughs> Nobody's going to miss Max Janky. We sent 50,000 volts of juice through that scum. Looks pretty dead to me, Professor. Because he hasn't gone anywhere. Lucas, I'm coming back to tear your world apart. Dreaming. I thought you were dead. Damn it, Vinny, you scared me. I love you, Vinny. No! I told you I'd be back. If you thought Freddy was a howl, funny thing happened to me on the way to the studio today. <laughs> and Jason was a scream. I got a present for you. Wait till you meet Max. Not even close. He's a cut above the rest. <laughs> the Horror Show. This is just the beginning. <laughs> a lot of things about this film is pretty cool. <clears throat> and you are also listening to The Horror Show, uh, the 100th episode. Um, it's produced by Sean S. Cunningham. It's directed by James Isaac. Who famously, you know, did a uh, creature work on Return of the Jedi and Gremlins and shit. 
Um, but he also directed uh, a movie that it's one of the Doctor's other favorites, which is Jason X, which we did during our hundred year, or, you know, our hundred episode tenure. So uh, that is Max Cavalera on that one, and uh, that one's a lot of fun as well. But the, there's some crazy parallels about this movie. That was back when Travis Tritt was our producer. <laughs> yeah, old Travis Tritt. We got Lance Henriksen and Brian James. We could ask for a better pairing of that. Uh, this was actually supposed to be House 3, but they said because those other two movies were pretty comedic that this wouldn't have fit with it. But in Europe, it was billed as House 3, the horror show. And as you see there... Just uh, did the music. And and, yep, did the music for this. Another Sean S. Cunningham boy there. Harry's a really sweet man and... One of the coolest people I ever met. And very, very nice dude. Um, get a little backstory to this. Get you some plots here. Uh, Detective Lucas McCarthy, which is Lance Henriksen, finally catches serial killer Max Meet Cleaver Max. Jenkey, uh, which is Brian James, uh, and watches his execution. McCarthy is shocked to see the electric chair physically burn Max before he finally dies, promising revenge. Max has made a deal with the devil to frame Lucas for his murder from beyond the grave. Uh, he scares McCarthy's family, who moved into a new house, and parapsychologist Peter Campbell, um, which is Thom Bray. Uh, Thom Bray was in Prince of Darkness, I think, right before this movie, and he was in Prowler also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Deep Star Six, I think he was in too, which is another Jason. Uh, uh, Goddamn, another James Isaac uh, film, which I wanted to say. Doctor West, classic. Yeah, I wanted to. Say, I keep wanting to say Jason Isaac, but that's not what I'm trying to do here. Um, so here's, here's the whole thing, and let's talk about that just real briefly. So another controversy. <clears throat> it's very interesting. <clears throat> so Deep Star Six. And director was watching horror show. Yeah, uh, a lot of people said Leviathan, Deep Star Six. There's a whole controversy about that. Just like this picture that we're watching, there's controversy between horror show and Shocker. Now, yeah, which it seemed like fan, the plot as soon as I was. I personally it. like all four of those films. Yeah, but I have to be on. I have to be honest with you. Um, if you're gonna put a gun to my head on Shocker and horror show, I love them both. Can't pick one. On yeah. Leviathan and Deep Star Six, I'm Deep Star Six all day long. Yeah, and I would if, agree you, with that. if you guys have been looking for Deep Star Six on Blu-ray, it actually came out last year, and you can get that from Kino Lober directly, or you can get it from Amazon. Yeah, there's Lance there. I love that dude. Um, some backstory on this House Three thing. According to Sonas Cunningham, the film was going to be named House 3, but the new distributor, MGM, wanted a fresh start with potential new series with the new iconic villain. So the script was modified to reflect the new approach, and it was retitled The Horror Show for U.S. Theatrical Release, while the title House 3 was maintained for the non-U.S. market. Um, <clears throat> Brian James said that this role of Max was his favorite that he's ever done. Um... It was one, let's see, one of three films in 1989-1990 that had a storyline involving an executed serial killer coming back to life and stalking people. 
The other two films were Shocker and The First Power. Uh, okay, let's talk about that a second. The First Power, another amazing fucking movie, Lou Diamond Phillips. Um, uh, I highly recommend that. That's another one. And let me actually check and see if that still exists real quick. Corey, I'm not trying to correct you. Just trying to nerd out here. No, you're good. Mm-hmm. Saw all three of those films with my uh, buddy Matt. Uh, we had skipped school. We used to skip school and go to the movies. You know, because I'd rather see a horror movie than listen to some asshole trying to teach me about something. Yeah. I'm there with you on that. Uh, let's see here. So, first power is... <clears throat> this one says, part of a cycle of horror films about murderers coming back from the dead after execution in the electric chair. Just Prison, 1987, Destroyer, 1988, and Shocker, 1989 were also included in this trend. So you got to figure, you know, what came first uh, in that situation. The first power is out of There you go. Sucks. Go to eBay, ladies and gents. Uh, Brian, J- <clears throat> Brian James was doubled by Kane Hodder for several stunt pieces in this film, so that's pretty rad. Um, another James Isaac, uh, you know, parallel there, because he later did Jason X with Kane Hodder. Also, the whole Sean S. Cunningham thing and Harry Manfredini. There's a huge Friday the 13th kind of subtlety to this whole thing. Um, before they even really knew it, it was around there, you know. So, that's pretty awesome. James Isaac took over as director of the film after original choice David Blythe was fired shortly after production began. We'll have to see what that was about. Um, and I have this Blu-ray and it's going for $80 on The Horror Show? No, First Power. First Power. 80 bucks. Let's see. Writer Alan Warner decided not to have his name featured on the credits, so he opted for the universal pseudonym for people who wish to disassociate themselves from a production. Alan Smith, the name was misspelled. Alan usually has two L's. Warner's credit had just one. Weird. Rita Taggart, never a fan of horror movies, decided to accept the role in the film because she had a window before her TV show Almost Grown started shooting. She was also very keen to work with Lance Henriksen. <clears throat> Dave, uh, Dave Oliver, who played Bonnie's Randy boyfriend Vinny, died of AIDS three years later at the age of 30. That's really sad. Um, the stand-up comedian... The family is watching on TV is actual stand-up comedian Bobby Collins. Currently holds a zero rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Lance Henriksen and Louis Arquette both appeared in Scream films. Lance played Hollywood producer John Milton in Scream 3, and Louis was Chief Hartley in Scream 2 alongside son David Arquette as Dewey. Can I just say something? Just because this movie has no rating on that piece of shit website does not mean this movie has no validation. Oh, I know. It's I don't even look at anything that site does. No, but I just I just want to tell people out there, you know, Rotten Tomatoes are also responsible for fucking resurrecting Keanu Reeves' piece of shit career. So it's like, you know, 
you you can't attack a horror lover for enjoying horror pictures when when you actually think Hannah Reeves can act. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if you if you think you're some kind of super, fucking intellectual because you like fucking Hannah Reeves movies, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know, just, I, I despise him so much. I'm sorry. I, I just I really do hate him. Like I. I've never liked him, and I don't understand why that guy has any type of resurgence in Hollywood. Like, why do people like that guy? He's just a fucking hag. I don't know. People don't really have much acquired taste. <clears throat> but, I mean, people knock me for, like, oh, you like that? Oh, it's a terrible movie, blah, blah, it's a B movie, whatever. And I'm like, that's fine, but, you know, I can't watch Kurosawa films, and I also can't watch fucking things that, you know, it's like... These are also the same people that like stuff J.J. Abrams does. <clears throat> they just need to be clubbed to death. Let me it's see just, what they got on, on, on Rotten Tomatoes with this. I'm curious. And plus, you know, they have critic ratings and they also have fan ratings. And let's see. Audience score is 27%. The only reason they don't really have ratings is there's not a whole lot of votes that even happen on here. Because there's eight votes on here. So it's not really they even did anything. But let's see what the reviews say. And this should not deter anybody from turning on this phone watching it with us via Tubi um, or anything. This is just to read what cocksuckers we got on this website. I'm sorry if this reads more like a financial analysis than a movie review. You have to think of something during these movies. That was Roger Ebert, that was in 2000, who never likes anything. When it comes down to it, House 3, the horror show, is easily the weakest entry in the House franchise, even though it's not actually a part of the House franchise, so this guy's an idiot. Sadly, it seems like nothing more than a desperate attempt to draw an audience purely based on gore and profanities, which is what I love, so that does draw me in. Uh, as a fright flick, the horror show fails miserably as a piece of camp. However, it's fantastic, a total trip from start to finish. <coughs> Dull Elm Street rip. That makes no sense. Um, let's see. <clears throat> wow, that's way too long of a review. I'm not going to even do that. No, all these are. These are yeah, all. Well, Ebert also said that fucking Silent Night Deadly Night was hot garbage, and that's one of the best movies ever made, in my opinion. So. Yeah. I really enjoyed the hell out of this when it came out, though I had no clue it was originally a house sequel, which it's not. And there is no way to know from watching the film anyway. Any film, both Lance Henriksen and Brian James is awesome by default. You're right about that. All these people are saying either they like that it's a house film and they didn't know it was, even though it really isn't. They just tried to lump it into the house. It wasn't made as a house movie. They just tried to put it in there. But some of these people that I'm reading are like pissed that it had no connection to the house movies. These must all be people from Europe because in the U.S. it wasn't billed as a house movie at all. It's just kind of the lore of it. Where's Brian James? So here's here's the thing. Let me explain to you as someone that saw this when it came out. This was never advertised and or promoted as a house picture in this in this country. Yeah, it's not. It's just so 
let me just explain something about modern culture in 2021 that people are fucking stupid. Just because you get on the internet and read something does not mean you deserve to have a comment about something, especially if you weren't even hatched when this picture was made. Yeah. And these people, it's, it's, it was something that apparently the producers and or studio <laughs> decided to do in Europe. And it's like, you know, choking his wife because his wife turned into Brian James. It was hilarious. It was people, like, yeah, it was amazing. People overanalyze stuff. And I'll tell you something else. I have something really fucked up to talk about on this podcast. So a couple of days ago, it was reported that Tanya Roberts died, which was the star of Sheena and A View to a Kill. And I guess younger folks would know her from that 70s show. Well, it turns out she's not dead. Yeah, it was like her rep or somebody fucking fucked up on that and reported it like immediately so, instead of figuring out so the reason I'm well the reason that I'm bringing this up is just because you read it on the internet does not make it fact nope. people won't know that though they'll just keep doing it um let's see this film was heavily cut for an R rating some scenes were cut down while other scenes were removed completely to avoid getting an X rating by the MPAA Although the European cut features extra gore and violence, the fully uncut version was never released. Some still show scenes which were deleted and not included in any version of the movie. Bonnie's birthday scene where blood splits, uh, spills out of her birthday cake. A scene showing uh, Bonnie's dead boyfriend being torn in half. A scene where Lucas pulls his chest open and his heart is shown. So maybe they'll you know, put out a definitive edition of this one day of uncut stuff. Cause from that, it didn't seem like it was lost. It's just not. It's just not packaged in with anything right now. <clears throat> Either way, I already like it so far, and I'm going to change your uh, picture on the phone to Brian James with that wig on and his nightgown. I think that's really funny. I hope you're really not doing that. That's really kind of creepy. I think it's pretty funny. I hope you're not doing that. <laughs> now, in the um, so in the Arrow box set, is it this film that says House Three on it? That is incorrect. It is not available in the Arrow box set that was released in America. That's what I'm saying, and that the the, the actual... only way that you can get this film is from Screen Factory, and it's a horror show, which is what it is. Huh. Now in Europe, Arrow released this as House Three, but that's how this picture was received, seen on home video, and whatnot. Yeah. In the '80s, so that's how they had to release it. But the Arrow House box set. In America, only has two pictures. Only has the two. Which is how it should be. And then uh, the other one had like four of them. The UK. Correct, because there's a there's a there's a house four that was only released in Europe, and it's some other film too. I couldn't tell you about all that because I never had any interest in it because it was never released to me that way when I was growing up. You know, thrashing in Japan is called like Hellscape Borde or something, but you know, I don't know that version of that fucking film. Let's see. House 4 
It's also known as House 4 The Repossession. It's a 1992 direct-to-video comedy horror film directed by Louis Abernathy, produced by Sean Cunningham, uh, written by Joff Miller. I don't know who these people are. Um, what the fuck? Okay. Clicked on something weird. Okay. And Deidre Higgins. It was filmed in November 1990, unreleased until going direct-to-video late January 1992, and is the final entry in the House series. Um, It is not a direct sequel, only being loosely connected to the other films through the sharing of some crew members and the killer haunting a house premise. The film sees the return of Roger Cobb from the original House film, but the film otherwise does not connect the storyline to the first film. Kane Hodder was a stunt coordinator on the film. Let's see. Uh, Roger Cobb, which is played by William Catt, is now married to Kelly. Uh, has a daughter. Laurel and Anton visits the old Cobb family house after his father has died in location on a deserted and desolate shoreline. This is all a bunch of shit. Various supernatural events start occurring in the house, and after Kelly consults with a Native American spiritual guide, she learns that the spirit of Roger... And some Indians have been trying to warn Kelly that Roger's tragic car accident was in fact cold-blooded murder and that Burke is trying to sell the land to the Mafia so that he can be used for illegal dumping of toxic waste. <clears throat> Sounds wonderful. I have a favor to ask you. What's that? Can I go right into the music? I actually am excited to read these off. This is actually really cool. Okay. So... You want to take call from the future thing and then I'll do this real quick. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, we got to queue up the check. We're going to go ahead and do Altering the Future as Brian James is about to be executed. Altering the Future! So here we go. And that sacrament bread it looks like he just stuck a guitar pick in his mouth anyway that's what I thought it was and with that on that note I'm going to read you off we normally do this kind of later I'm so excited to honestly jump into this this is actually a really good year Uh, 1989 I'm going to read you the yep so here we go and I man this is all really cool so Prime Evil from Venom which is a very rare Venom album um it's incredibly hard to find physically. I'm sure it's probably on YouTube or something. But y'all should check it out. It's interesting. Uh, the Joke's on You from Excel, which is one of my favorite crossover bands. Uh, I saw them on that tour, and I'm a huge fan of that band, uh, if you love that band. Uh, underrated uh, Bay Area thrash band, Laws Rock and Annihilation Principle, which is uh, a must-have. And uh, they were also responsible for doing uh, a lot of songs on the Texas Chainsaw Ministry 3 soundtrack. Um, let's see here uh, The Headless Children from Wasp uh, Beyond the Dark is something other from Therion if you're a fan of that band I was never a fan of that band uh, Parasexual Holocaust from Therion another, just a, like I said they're just a weird band uh Gamma Acid, Victims of Silence. I had not thought about this album in years. If you guys can find you a copy of that, that's kind of a underrated little classic here from a very obscure band. Uh, 
uh, In Search of Sanity from Onslaught. Uh, one of the best albums ever made, Seattle's Forced Entry, and their first their debut album, Uncertain Future. Highly recommend it. Um, that's another, just, it's a Dr. West classic. Uh, Gloom from Macabre. Uh, Dark Angels Leave Scars. Uh, Peel Sessions from Carcass. Uh, Blessing in the Skies from Metal Church. Exodus, Fabulous Disaster. Uh, Conspiracy from King Diamond, my favorite King Diamond album. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Necro Lust from Vader. Uh, Follow the Blind from Blind Guardian, great power metal album. Handle with Care, my favorite nuclear assault album. And saw that tour. Alice in Hell from Annihilator. Nothing Face, my favorite Voivod album. Uh, no More Color from Coroner. Practice What You Preach from Testament. Years of Decay, an underrated overkill record. Street Cleaner from Godflesh. Extreme Aggressions from Creator. Agent Orange from Sodom, my favorite Sodom album. Peace of Time from Atheist. Uh, Horrified from Repulsion. Uh, Severed Survival from Autopsy, also my favorite autopsy record. I got an ad. Realm of Chaos from Bolt. <clears throat> yeah, hold on, let me pause this Add in one second, here's the ad. My ad's running with yours, so I don't I pause anything. Okay, <clears throat> cool. Continue. Uh, Realm of Chaos with, from Bolt Thrower, uh, Consuming Impulse from Pestilence, Beneath the Remains from Sepultura, Symphonies of Sickness from Carcass, uh, World Downfall from Terrorizer, Slowly We Rock from Obituary, even though I hate that fucking band. Uh, Altars of Madness from Morbid Angel. And my favorite album that came out that entire fucking year, Best Wishes from Chromax. Fuck yeah. I'm done. All right, we got some good movies too. We'll see. We'll just get thrown right into them. We'll start with the weird Peter Jackson puppet movie Meet the Feebles, which is actually on Tubi if you want to check that thing out. Uh, the Burbs with Tom Hanks. We got Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, got Parents. Uh, Sleepaway Camp 3. Got Born on the Fourth of July. Mine's on. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Born on the Fourth of July. Um, let's see what else. Do me a favor, real quick. Is the man standing there in the suit? Can you look up other stuff he's been in? Yeah, give me one second. Let me finish this list out. Um, let's see. See no evil, hear no evil. Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Uh, Puppet Master. Got Turner and Hooch. Got Fletch Lives. Um, got The Wizard. Got that weird No Holds holds Barred movie with fucking Hulk Hogan. Love it. Let's see. Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. Um, of course, you got Deep Star Six, which you mentioned. <coughs> Toxic Avenger Part Two. Uh, you got Kiki's, don't like that movie. Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, which is an old anime. It's actually good. All that old uh, Studio Ghibli stuff was actually some of the only good shit. Uh, Harlem Knights. Got Chud Two. 
We got pink Cadillac, Clint Eastwood. Uh, got the trial of the Incredible Hulk. It's a nice looking texture. Yep. Um, so you got Kickboxer, Blind Fury. Love it. <clears throat> Blind Fury is a really good brother, Hell. Uh, the Karate Kid Part Three. Love that. That's my favorite of those movies, and that's no joke. I was just talking about it the other day to somebody. American Ninja Three. Got Cyborg. Cyborg's amazing. Yep. Field of Dreams. Back to the Future Part Two with Biff Tannen. Uh, Warlock. Little Mon- Warlock. Warlock is another awesome. really underrated horror film. Uh, Little Monsters, which was just put out on Blu-ray a couple months ago via the Vestra online. Uh, the Little Mermaid. Uh, got Batman. The you know the first Michael Keaton one with Jack Nicholson. So good. Um, All dogs go to heaven. It's one of my favorite cartoons when I was little. Um, got License to Kill. Have you ever seen All <coughs> Doctor West Go to Hell? Have you ever seen that movie? It's really yeah, good. that one's good. <laughs> got License to Kill with old T Dot. Uh, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Got Star Trek: The Final Frontier. Um, let's see, that one's German. What the fuck, honey, I, honey, I shrunk the kids. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Roadhouse. Love it. Pet Cemetery. You know, Pet Cemetery is okay. I love the Ramones song. Yeah. The soundtrack. So. Uh, Lethal Weapon 2 It's a good movie Return of Swamp Thing Shocking Dark Uncle Buck Say Anything Look Who's Talking Major League I hate Say Anything (laughs) I fucking despise that fucking film Uh, Major League uh, Major League's a great movie, but say anything fucking sucks. Yeah. Dead Poet Society, Tango and Cash. Another movie I never liked. Tango and Cash is amazing. Well, also featuring Brian James that's in this film. Yep. Um, when Harry Met Sally. I hate that movie. Let's see. Uh, I hate Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal has never done one fucking thing besides the movie Running Scared with him and Gregory Hahn. That's like the only good movie he's ever done. <laughs> Never really been a fan. Like all these people, are like oh, I like guess city slippers. It's like no thanks. Halloween Five: The Adventure of Michael Myers, uh, Society. Society's great. Halloween Five sucks. Death Spa, Bride of Reanimator, Witch Trap. Death Spa's amazing. Bride of Reanimator's that's great. Intruder. Uh, I never liked Intruder. I don't know. The horror movies pretty much. Uh, the Church. Great movie. Uh, Nightmare That's on Elm Street Part Five. Oh goodness! Nightmare on, Elm, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Five. Church. <laughs> uh, Shocker. Which of course. There's the whole thing. What the fuck is this? 
Hang on. God damn it. Sorry, I got interrupted with a phone call. Um, Tetsuo the Iron Man. It's a Japanese movie. It's fucking bad shit. Um, it's pretty fun and weird. Mr. Border, I'm glad that I reached you. This is Bill Collections for Capital One. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> uh, How are you doing, sir? Fantastic. Uh, We've got a uh, outstanding limit here for a fan krasm poodcoost, <laughs> and it says you owe three thousand uh, dollars. We were wondering if you'd like to make a payment today, or do you want us to freeze your bank account? Yeah, go ahead and freeze it and go fuck yourself. Great, you have a wonderful day, sir. Me too, thanks. We got <laughs> Friday thirteen. That on the phone. Oh, that's some bill collector guy. Cool. We got uh, Friday 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. <clears throat> and then the final two films, my two favorite films of this year and some of my favorite films of all time, which is Black Rain and Ghostbusters 2. It's, it's weird. That's like Corey's favorite Ridley Scott film is Black Rain. However... We're gonna do, we're gonna do a quiz today, and I want you to pull up IMDb to to check it. I want you to tell me my favorite Ridley Scott film. All right, let's see. Can Corey get this answer right? You get one guess, and it is literally hands down my favorite thing you ever did. I have it on Blu-ray. Uh, they did a remake of this movie recently, which made me want to fucking puke. <laughs> um, and it's the best thing that he ever did. They did, a, they did a remake of it? Yeah, this movie got remade apparently in the past couple of years because I saw a Blu-ray of it at the second-hand store that I go to and I was like, what? Why was this remade? So. Hmm. Let me see. Now, Tony Scott did a lot of really good films. Uh, now, is this an older movie? I'm not telling you anything. Mm-hmm. You can research it and take your time. We have no, we have no rush. Hmm. But I love this movie. I can quote it. And I saw this movie at the theater when I was a child. Well, only get one shot at this, so I'm going to narrow them down here. It's just a weird one. Do you want me to just tell you? No. Let me try and narrow it down. I know it's not Alien. I know it's not Blade Runner. It's not Legend, I don't think. That's kind of... 
because they didn't remake either of those. Um, it's not Black Rain. Definitely not Hannibal or Black Hawk Down. Or Gladiator. I've never seen 19, or 1492, but that doesn't seem like it would be that one either. You know, that does have Sigourney Weaver in it, which is pretty cool. Um, the Duelist. Is The Duelist? That's his first film. It is. Weird. Here's a funny, interesting story about that. I had the Blu-ray. It's going for about 80 bucks on uh, was a shop eBay. Anyway, anyway it's one of my favorite films. And I want to tell you guys, um, that picture, uh, some folks at Fox saw that, and they're like, this is who we need to get to do Alien. So if you're an Alien fan, check out The Duelist. It has nothing to do with that, but it is the picture that got him going. It's from 1977, and it's one of my favorite movies ever made. Uh, it's got an incredible cast. Um, it's got Harvey it, Keitel, like it's said, got Guy Hamilton. Some, some, some hack fucking tried to fucking redo that film recently, and it makes me want to puke. Because um, here's the thing, some things just don't need to be touched. And that movie, if you ever watch it, it's just kind of a little special place in time in my heart. And um, I saw that movie at a drive-in with my uncle when I was really small. And I probably saw it probably two or four years after it came out because I was talking to someone about this the other day for folks out there that are younger, uh, even Corey, really too young for this. So when v before VHS and Betamax and Laserdisc and all that stuff, movie theaters would show films over and over and over again for people that love the stuff because otherwise you can only watch it on TV if they show it on like ABC Sunday Night Movie or whatever. Right. Um, CBS, Saturday Night Movie, or, or blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Friday Night Movie. Um, so theaters would show stuff over and over again. I remember we went and saw a, a double feature. Um, there was an older picture and then a new picture. So we got to see The Duelist. And then after The Duelist, I got to see First Tank of Navarone, huh. which is my favorite war picture with Robert Shaw and Harrison Ford. So that's another good movie, too, that you should check out. It's really good. What is it? Force 10 from Navarone. Interesting. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies ever made. It's hands down my favorite <laughs> war movie. And it's got an incredible cast. You've got Robert Shaw, Harrison Ford. Um, uh, it was directed by a Bond director, um, which is really cool. And then it's uh, it's got the dude that played Creed and the Rocky films that you love from Predator. He's in it. Um, The dude from Mandalorian, I can't think of his name right now. Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, too. Yeah. Um, and then the dude, the original guy that played Django, he's also in it, too. Um, nice. It's a really, really good movie. I highly recommend it. The guy that plays Jaws is in it. Richard Keel, he's in it for a minute. Um, the Love Interest from Spot Who Loved Me is also in that film because it's the same director. Uh, I can't think of that cat's name, but it's the same guy that directed Post in that room. Did the bat, but. It's a really, 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 really good movie. But yeah, The Duelist. Best thing Ridley Scott ever did. In fact, in 2003, when I was at Man's Chinese Theater watching Ridley do a commentary when they showed Alien in the theater, they uh, 
for Sanford Ridley, and everyone left except for about 10 people. I stayed there and watched the duel the second they showed the Alien director's cut, you know, three. Nice. It was really cool. So I got to see the duelist in the theater again since I hadn't seen it since, like, probably 1980. Even though it came out, like I said, in 77, but I saw it when I was younger, so it was pretty awesome. Now, as far as the guy in the suit that you were asking me about, I... Was he on a show called Riptide is what I needed to know. Well, I couldn't even see really based on pictures who these... <clears throat> yes, that is Tom Bray. That's the dude that was in uh, Prince of Darkness. And, and the Prowler. Riptide was a Stephen J. Canal show, the guy that created... Um, well, he created tons of shows, but he was most famous for creating 18. And Riptide used to come on at 9 o'clock after 18 on Tuesdays. Um, in the 80s and I loved Riptide Riptide was one of my favorite shows and I always forget that he is in uh, Prince of Darkness mm-hmm. I always forget that he's in that picture we'll see another cast member in here is pretty cool is old Aaron Eisenberg which in the movie plays Scott McCarthy I think he was one of the victims earlier. I don't remember. But he is Nog in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, it's awesome. Always find the... And he is actually... He is dead, too. So, I've got a commercial. Right, I'm pausing it. <clears throat> this kid is wearing a Ace Freely shirt, or Ace Freely uh, mask on the back of his head. That's that's really funny. There's some NX the NXS poster there. Those chicks uh getting nudie. Alright, I'm uh paused now. Just getting into the film there. I'm still got commercials. I'm at thirty six minutes and forty six seconds. If I try to rewind or do anything with this app, it's just going to shoot the bad knobs, start the movie over. So. No, you're fine. I, I think I you've really got a little bit ahead of me anyway. The way I'm watching it through a television service, so it's kind of shady. Yeah. You don't want to mess with that shit. commercial now for Febreze. Yep. Got to fan away your nasty dog stench and your fucking shit fucking butt odor do it for breeze surprise I me I dated some women that needed that needed for breeze in their panties <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what man there's nothing worse than getting a gamey cooter to fuck it's nasty go to jack off <laughs> a gamey cooter saying, if it smells like a fucking wild animal I don't want to deal with it <laughs> and I'm back I'm back. All right. I'm are, paused. Are you still with this chick with the NXS poster? No, it's in a basement. Some dude's like talking to somebody. I don't know. You might be ahead of me. Did you already see the chick? I don't know what you're talking about. I just know there's some dude walking around the basement. I, and I can't do anything with this because, like I said, if I try to pause or you want to do anything with this, it's going to shut the bed. Well, what time are you on? I can't check that. You can't check That's what I'm telling you. This app is 
I mean, I can try to, but I can't guarantee if this fucks up. Okay, it's at 3812. Yeah, you're actually ahead of me, so pause it real fast. Oh, I got an ad. I got an ad anyway. Just keep, just keep, uh, yeah, I got an ad now. Fantastic. One thing about Tubi, folks, is the ads will just keep coming. I got U.S. Cellular. Well, it's how they make their money. You know, it's why the app's free, because they have a thousand clients. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. It used to only be like one, though. They they show them now like every like five minutes. I guess because we've gave them so much... We gave this app so much fucking advertisement for the past year. I mean, it's probably because of us. Right, with, no, with no funding for us, which is yeah. fantastic. They're like, well, Phantasm keeps fucking saying that we fucking free and you can go on here and it's like let's just keep putting more ads on here now here's the Febreze ad he's like hmm something smells gross in here it's not the dog I think it's my wife's scooter we're <laughs> <clears throat> like honey uh, have you used the Febreze today she's like no I'll be taking a shower today no it's like well you know we just I just nutted in you like an hour and a half ago you might want to go wash that crotch I will later after I make some some beef uh, beef and shrimp tacos. It's like, well, I think you already made a beef shrimp taco, so you need to go wash it. I'm gonna get a CSL plasma ad. That's great. Here, go to CSL plasma. I actually can't donate there because my uh, veins are too uh, thin. That's what they told me. Let's don't talk about that, or I will puke. So what are you on I'll tell you guys a quick story about that, and I will not elaborate on this any further. Where are you at right now on the, time, um, the timeline here? 30, 3812. Okay. Fuck. Yeah, I'm glad I was behind, because I didn't, I didn't miss the uh, NXS chick where bra. Uh, Alright, 3812 right now, and you can unpause. Now we are synced back um, anyways, up on the horror show. I was dating this chick, and she's like, I'm going to go give play to me. And I was standing over there, and I was just like, <laughs> and I fucking literally, this is no joke, I literally fainted on a sidewalk in front of a subway. <laughs> See, here's the thing, kids. Here's another lesson in our fifth year anniversary about Dr. West. I have severe eczema, and when I was a child, they used to take me, my mom would take me to these uh, Nazis that would, they were doctors, but they were basically Nazis, they would sit there and scratch me till I bled to see if my skin would break out. Ugh. And I'm talking like my entire back with like 20 incisions on it at one day, in one day, and I would leave there crying and broke out and sneezing and coughing and sick and everything else because allergy stuff in the 80s was, was like butchery. Oof. Like this guy that's getting butchered right now by Max (laughs) Jenke. But anyway, um, so all this stuff happened, and I just have a thing about needles. The interesting thing is I'm on a drug for it now um, called Depixin, and it's actually helped heal my skin from within. That's their little slogan. But anyway, but I have to get an injection in my side like every two weeks so I've kind of gotten used to shots now but I could never give blood and it's not because I'm not trying to help humanity I would just vomit because anytime I've had an IV or anything else when I've been in the hospital I've got puked all over myself 
I do not like needles. I don't like hospitals. I don't like any type of medicine. It freaks me the fuck out. Like, it's a, it's a, it's kind of funny, but it's a, it's a, it's a thing I've had an issue with my whole life. Like, I remember being in biology class in uh, middle school, and I had to go out of the fucking classroom because I couldn't handle her talking about hemoglobin and all this shit. I'm like, I'm like fucking out in the fucking hallway about to fucking vomit. And people used to laugh at me and make fun of me because I was so sensitive to that stuff. But again, none of these people had eczema and been through fucking Nazi allergy tests when they were children either. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Just a just a little phobia there. So yeah, let's stay away from any type of yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> Can't do it. That's why the doctor uh, ocean concrete gets very angry. Death metal because he can you know. Working a damn morgue around dead bodies and blood and all kinds of shit, but that's different. It secretly freaks him out. No, that doesn't freak me out. What freaks me out are people that are alive asking for my blood. Ugh, nasty. <laughs> we want your blood, Doctor West. Never, never. <laughs> What's this bitch doing? Right. Oh, this she's the one. Really she's like the one movie. trying to find Vinny, who's already been hacked up for dead I think people think because of the way Max Jenkins shows up in this film and the lighting and stuff that this was some kind of not my own street rip but the reality is this I don't see it that way it's just people just want to anything they always, I can see where could see, where they're looking for something just to try to generic that's what I'm saying that. everybody again, always as much as I love Freddy Krueger I don't consider Freddy Krueger I don't consider his movie slasher films I just don't no because he's a demon attacking people, so it's kind of more like supernatural horror, more than I would call that a slasher. Yeah. I mean, he is like a serial murderer, I mean, in his past. Well, he was. He was. In his past. But he's dead, and then they killed him, you know? So he's a demon. So he's not really, it's not really a slasher. I mean, I love him, but you can't really categorize him like that. Yeah, because the way he yeah. does it is also... I mean, he doesn't just use his knives. I mean, he rarely ever does. Because like, I got into an argument with someone recently about this online. I'm like, American Psycho, the Christian Bale is more of a slasher film as opposed to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. You know, because Nightmare on Elm Street... And I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I love the first four films. But anything after that, I don't like. But except the new Nightmare thing, for some reason, I know this is really strange. I really like that film. I don't know why. Yeah. Um... Because a lot of people hate that. For some reason, love that movie. I don't. I don't have any explanation for that. But I do love it. But anyway, but um, I've revisited it recently, just revisiting some more Craven and stuff. Um, but anyway, but um, Serpent and the Rainbow is amazing too, is and good. that's another underrated film. Very underrated. Not so much as it's just bizarre. But anyway, but um, and I think Eli Roth is stole a lot from that movie in my opinion but anyway but in his films but I don't know if he's a demon I don't really I don't I love Freddy I'm not knocking Freddy Krueger I just don't see him as a slasher I just I don't I don't know I just don't it, it's like Chucky Chucky are those movies really slasher films not really because he's a he, it's Brad Dorf possessed inside of a fucking toy yeah 
I mean, those movies are actually those movies are actually set up as a slasher, though. So I'd consider that. But the well, see, you know what? I see. I don't. It's it's he's a, he's a he's a demon. You know, well, I'm so, not saying Freddy. I'm saying Child's Play is definitely like a slasher film. I mean, as they go on, they're kind of not. But the see, I would actually, I would actually consider that more demon possession type stuff. See, here's the thing. That's another one. This one traps my ass because I'm a huge Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. I don't consider those movie slasher films. I just don't. I mean, they're a cannibal family. There's no other way to you have to kill a human being to eat it. So you know, it's just those are cannibal films to me. Like I don't. Yeah, but those—I I mean, he's not—he's not pick. You know, Leatherface isn't picking off people one by one in those films either. I mean, it's just. There's no setup for it to be slasher. They're just horror films. It's a fucking, it's a fucking cannibal horror film. I don't, I don't consider it a slasher. Wait, it's know. not that I don't love Leatherface. Leatherface is arguably my favorite character in all of horror. But I'm just right. saying that it's, you know, I was talking to somebody about this recently, and we got kind of an argument about it. But I mean, it's uh, with Wilshire Fucker, which, by the way, his his name now is Urinal Cake. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I was talking to Urinal Cake about this, and I told him I said, uh, "I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't agree with that. Like, it, it, no matter which films you like, to me, those are not slasher movies. Like, I, a slasher movie to me is is Prowler, or Maniac, or Friday the Thirteenth, or you know, Psycho, I, and the first Halloween. You know, I, and even the second Halloween, the slasher. Yeah, you know." But I'm just saying that I think people overanalyze. That's like someone trying to tell me that Halloween 3 is a slasher film. I love Halloween 3. It's one of my favorite movies ever made, but I, I, it's not a slasher movie. No. You know? And I love the first two Child's Play movies. I, I, I'm just saying, for me personally, they're more... I mean, the second one, I think, is more of a slasher than the first one. The first one's like demonic possession, you know? I mean, yeah, I guess, me, but it's like, like... Like as a kid, like as a child, I wasn't like, yeah, let's go see this Child's Play slash movie. In fact, the remake is more of a slasher than any of the uh, other Chucky films to me. Yeah, it, it plays out more like a straightforward two, slasher. We did part two recently on here, which, by the way, you never put that up, I don't think, but just FYI on that. That's another lost episode is the Charles Play 2 no it's part of our 100th episode thing because by Spotify we're only on 96 so by the time this is up that'll all be up oh no I was just letting you know you can edit this out I was just letting you know that that's another one that I forgot that we did a while back we did Charles Play 2 I know it's on there I put up a um, thing for it I just didn't I thought I had the episode up actually but I looked earlier before we did this and I didn't so It'll be up there. But th- that movie, you love that movie, that is very much a slasher. And even mm-hmm. the third one. But yeah. what I'm saying is that first film, to me, it's not really, whereas the remake is very much a slasher. He's hacking people, the cat, fucking he's killing everybody in that fucking film. Yeah. You know? Like, I, okay, here's a good example. Like, I don't consider this movie a slasher. <clears throat> I mean, this one's more of like a horror, like thriller in a way, and it's very gory. And I mean, he's killed demonic, some people. Demonic possession. Well, I don't know about that, but it's just kind of. I mean, I think you can have a slasher film with that context, like, like Jason, for instance. I mean, he's basically by you know the fourth, you know, what 
after I guess that like not even till the sixth film when he actually is actually resurrected from the dead, you know, like a zombie and kind of like a demon, if you will, <clears throat> uh, you know. But those are still well. Jason goes to Jason goes to hell. That entire movie's demonic possession. I'm just saying. I think I have an argument with this. I mean, I think it's a legitimate thing. This movie and Shocker very much so. Like you never get into it in Shocker, but if you ever pay attention in Shocker, he's made some kind of deal with somebody because yeah. But Shocker is even considered a supernatural horror film more than a slasher itself. You know. Oh no, and I'm saying this is too. Yeah, it plays out more like there's, that anyway. There's no explanation for this, because you, you can't call the cops to catch Max Jenkins, just like you can't ca- call the cops to catch Horace Pinker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, you know, and then Shocker, they start finding out later down the road, it's like, you know, his, his dad starts going, yeah, I've been after him for years, and blah, blah, and all this other bullshit, you know, and you start, all the story starts unraveling, and it's deeper and deeper. Yeah, you know, but the, if you remember, there's a there's a scene. It's one of the best scenes in Shocker. He's sitting there doing some type of satanic curse, and he's like sitting in front of the television set. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's fucking rad. But I'm just saying that you know, these were unique ways to continue the horror genre without it being you know Freddy or Jason or Chucky or whatever. Yeah, actually adding a different context to it, making it more. Deep than just a straight up slasher. I mean, there's a body count and everything. It's a horror film, but I'm just saying to me, first power, this, and uh, uh, shocker. You know, they're all like demonic possession things because they're, they're to some degree they're dealing with a higher force to give them the power to do this. In fact, one of my favorite movies ever made, Trick or Treat, is very much doing that. Sammy Kerr is dealing with supernatural forces so he can come back and kill people. I mean, yeah. It, it, it the slasher kind of but it's it's more like a revenge demonic possession movie I love it yeah I think that kind of falls under maybe a sub-genre that way I mean you could, yeah. you could say that Brian De Palma invented it with him doing Stephen King's Carrie so you know yeah well, I think you know it's maybe a sub-genre of the slasher just these different agreed waste but they're oh, not dude, they're definitely right here. get ready for this they're definitely less of a slasher than anything watch else. Watch TV. Watch this. I'm watching it. He's about to no, fuck about the to. chicken or something. The turkey. What the fuck it. <clears throat> Just watch. Going to the concert with Vinny. Didn't return my phone calls. I like that kid though. He's cool. Get your fucking beans. Is that Aaron Eisenberg, the the kid right there? That is. Yes. Pretty sure he's he's young in this movie. Got the old Sony the Sony Sport Walkman. It's really awesome. Ooh, that's nice. Did you see that? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty funny. Hell yeah. Got the Brian James supernatural turkey and uh, his family with his throat slit. That's pretty dope. That's pretty fucking creepy, honestly. Now he's having it's disgusting some is what it is. hallucination station going on here. Nothing like freaking the family out by stabbing the turkey with a knife and being like, 
having this having this little freak out family dinner freak out there's Bobby Collins there the See some other stuff on this film here. Let's see where it was filmed. It was filmed in San Pedro, Los Angeles, California. I wanted to tell everybody about a movie that I'm going to make, and it's where this guy he's he's just kind of had enough of a lot of things in his life, and what he does it's a, it's a slasher film. He starts taking out stand up comics one by one. Yep, that's a good one. It'll actually star Dr. Vincent West, and it'll be. Um, you know, we'll just go from there. <clears throat> so it just stars Dr. Vincent West, and that's the whole thing. Now, uh, what's really cool is that Howard Berger is who did all the effects for this, which is pretty awesome. Tommy, this movie is really, I love it. It's very fast-paced. This movie doesn't drag. There's no parts of this movie that are slow. No, it's it's great. constantly, you know, just moving. It has a good flow to it. And it was fun seeing it in the theater, too. And yeah, that's totally Nog from, yeah. by the way, he's dead. If I haven't said that already. Yeah, he died, well, now two years ago, because now it's 2021. Fucking sucks. Um, of course. Aliens, Creepshow 2, Predator, Child's Play, which we wanted did before this. Army of Darkness, he's not a man. Yeah, Pumpkinhead, uh, Harry and the Hendersons, which isn't a horror movie, but that scared the living dog shit out of me. Of course, he was part of I have an ad in Rick Baker's crew. Three, two, yeah, I do too. One, I'm on, a, I'm on an ad. Me too, I'm on an ad. It said that in the movie, they said, God damn it, right before that. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, he also went and did Nightmare on Elm Street 5 Dream Child right after this film. My ad is a bunch of retards trying to fucking <laughs> do a fucking Trim. speak another language. Broad Reanimator Tremors. Rosetta Stone. Dr. Giggles, Body Bags, Jason Goes to Hell. Pumpkinhead 2, Dark Man 2, Lord of Illusions, Phantasm 4, Oblivion. Corey learned how to speak French by using that Rosetta Stone app. I did. <clears throat> He did Bubba Hotep, Cabin Fever, which is gross. Pretty cool. He also did one of uh, the Doctor's favorite movies, Spider-Man 3. He did the special effects for that, of the... Something in that film. I want to tell you something right now. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I cannot deal with those Sam Raimi films. They're his, garbage. they're his favorite, he tells me. Toby Maguire needs to be fucking stabbed to death. He's fucking annoying. Do that. So you tell me all the time it's your favorite. It's like, man, this is my favorite thing. It's that one. Here, here, I'm going to tell you the, the lamest thing about those movies. I will never forget seeing that first piece of shit film at the theater, okay? <laughs> and that stupid Creed Nickelback song in that film. All right, I'm back. Are you back yet? No, I'm not. It's another ad. Hey, let me pause this. So that Creed Nickelback piece of shit, hero can save us. <laughs> Dude, 
That is the worst piece of diarrhea I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I and I literally and every single human being that I know thinks that movie's great and I'm like, That movie was a piece of dog shit. <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest with you. <clears throat> I'm really nervous about Sam Raimi directing that Doctor Strange film. You think because that? I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think he can direct. I'm back. I don't think he can direct anything anymore. Um, <laughs> Apparently not. So, Drag Me to Hell movie is a fucking piece of shit too. I just, I just, I think he's overrated, man. I mean, those Spider-Man movies are fucking garbage. I mean, I don't know. And people always try to get me, oh, the part two is so good. I hate that one guy's Dr. Octopus. He's horrible. That Robert Molina. Oh, he looks yeah. like a fucking, like, drug dealer from fucking Cuba. Like, I just don't like him. Isn't he in Species? Yes, he's, I hate that fucking movie. That's another <laughs> movie that I just... Here's, let me, and I was tell, telling you this the other day. I'm so sick of the Predator Alien franchise. I'm sick of it. If HR Goddard created it, I don't want to see it anymore unless it's on the cover of a Danzig album. I just don't want to see the shit anymore. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of seeing, I'm tired of seeing that. And NECA, that fucking toy company, their concert's like, check out our Predator 5, book and big. It's like, will you stop making this crap? Like, I don't know who's wasting their money on this garbage, but it's like, <laughs> I'm so I'm so sick of that franchise. And the thing is, I used to love the first film. I can't even deal with it anymore. I, I don't like any of that stuff. I don't like any of the Alien movies. I'm so sick of their like, You like good meat? No, I don't. Just like I don't <laughs> like Mandalorian either, you fucking hick. <laughs> Not everybody likes Star Wars and Alien and fucking Predator. I don't like any of that crap. It's like, will you please just shut up and stop trying to force feed me your fucking crap <laughs> you know I didn't like the shit when I was a kid like it's like you just leave it alone like my god like I've seen this stuff to death you know it's just I mean you know what I mean I'm just sick of it like the Terminator franchise I still like because I don't feel like it's as, it's, it's as popular but for some reason like these like fanboy people of like Predator and Alien said it's like well, you just leave it alone <laughs> You know, and I'm sorry that Prometheus movie and these those other Ridley Scott movies. Those movies are fucking garbage. And I saw them at the fucking theater. And I was like, "This is mouth." It's like this is fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, like I said, The Duelist. It's the only movie you need from Ridley Scott. Like I'm even sick of Blade Runner. Like I used to love that movie too, and it's got this dickhole douche following now. And I'm just like, I can't fucking deal with it either. I just can't can't deal with that movie anymore. I used to love it. I can't deal with it. If I'm watching a Ridley Scott movie, I'm watching The Duelist. I can't can't do the other stuff. You know, it's like that fucking Dune remake. It's like I have no interest in that film. <laughs> you know, just give me the David Lynch film from '84. I'm good. You know, uh, I just can't do it. There's some things I'm just you know just not interested in. Oh, on that note. And, to, and to every and to everyone out there that thinks the Mandalorian's this amazing show, westerns are not a new idea. They've been doing them for years. Go check out a good western and watch Good the Bad and Ugly, and then you can come talk to me about the Mandalorian. So, yeah. You know. Well, that I was directing Iron Man. It's like, yeah. What's your point? He also directed Swingers. I love that movie too, but it doesn't mean I have to like the Mandalorian. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> 
Well, we're gonna go some to some positive reviews here. One of our sponsors for our hundredth uh, episode here, sponsored by Disney Plus and The Mandalorian. <clears throat> we're also sponsored by <laughs> uh, one of our amazing uh, establishments here. For your here, I'll just read it. Sadly, I'm not returning, or at the very least, I don't plan on ordering their chicken Caesar salads ever again. I got sick for the third time having it. I was going to give it just one more last try to be sure it wasn't just a coincidence the second time, and here I am again in the pain, stomach stomach pains, even the next day. Multiple washroom trips. Not fun. <laughs> so I got the fucking, <laughs> the sick dukes from a, <laughs> from a Caesar salad. <laughs> They are incredibly misleading when it comes to the pricing and sizing of the 4 for 4. For example, if you upgrade to a large drink or fry, you only receive a medium instead. They claim this is because of the size difference, but it is not made clear. It's not listed anywhere saying or showing that the sizing is different on this particular deal. If they really want to have a different sizing on this particular deal, I feel they need to be honest about it and let customers know, not hide it to save a few dollars. <laughs> Purchase the 4 for 4. Soft drink is smaller than before. I asked for Fanta Orange and it was flat as a car tire. <laughs> the fries were terrible. They were cold and tasted like they were cooked in an old oil. Tried to give fries to a pet piglet and he grunted and turned up his snout and walked away. <laughs> the nuggets were cold and hard. The sandwich was the only thing that deserved one star. Really bad trip to Wendy's. <laughs> pretty damn good I did not receive my full meal I tried calling five times but no answer at this time I would like to it would be too late to drive back out for my 10 piece spicy nugget having the misfortune of eating at Wendy's as many of you have I would just like to say that every location of this restaurant chain should be bulldozed to the ground and left in the ash heap of history <laughs> their burgers are disgusting Fries are even worse, and don't get me started on their customer service. It's extremely expensive for what garbage you get. Why people still go there to this place is beyond me. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, I don't have bad experiences at Wendy's. My food's usually banging when I go there. Yeah, I've never had really bad experience either, but it's still funny. No, it's funny, but I'm just, I'm being serious. Like, when I go there, it's usually it's really good. Yeah. I've never, I've never had any complaints with it. I mean, I've had them fuck up like what I wanted on the sandwich, but the food always tastes good. Yeah, and surprisingly, doesn't make me sick. So, let's see. But I guess it just depends on the location you go to, you know. Yeah, well, these are from all over the place. Fries were cold and limp. Burger had old tomatoes on it, and burger was cool. I've never had such a bad experience there. It's usually my go-to place. I will think twice before I go there again for a burger and fries. I purchased a baked potato, dug into it, took a bite, swallowed something other than a baked potato. When I moved it around, it looked like there was something that was clearly baked into the potato long like a worm with the same characteristics as a worm. I go back to Wendy's where all the employees, including the manager, which were fired, gathered the first oohs and ahs of disgust with what the heck is that, then suggestions like it could be a worm or beetle or centipede, but it was not food. Ew. 
That's awful. See, here's it, it's probably just a, you know it was it was probably just a rotted tomato or a potato. Yeah, it's gross. See, here's here's the other thing. Um, you go to like, I mean, you can go anywhere and get bad food. You know, I've had bad food from tons of places. You know, you go in there and spend money on it. If it's bad, it's bad. It can kill you, and you're dead. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, there's nothing really cool about it. You can just sometimes get a, have bad food and have a bad experience, and you know, I think it's just part of the deal. You know. Let's see. Do another establishment here. Yeah, some people that just complain. Say something real quick, too, while you're pulling that up. If, and I just want to ask people that listen to us, how hard is it to hit a fucking like button on something? You hit like buttons on, on, on fucking stuff you probably shouldn't even be hitting like on. I just want to know how hard it is to hit a goddamn like button or a subscribe button. Is that, is that that hard to do? I mean... I think when we start doing video, I'm going to start showing people how to hit a fucking like button on something that they should and not hit a like button on something else, you know? <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just curious how hard that is to do that. I, it just amazes me that that Vasquez guy is the only guy that knows how to hit a fucking like button on our goddamn Facebook page. Is it, that, is it that hard to hit a like button on it when it says it's been viewed by over 100 fucking people? You can't hit a goddamn like button on it. But you'll go hit a fucking like button on fucking some guy fucking peeing all over a toilet seat in a fucking Arby's. I mean, you know, I, I just, seriously, I mean, are you that fucking stupid? I'm, I'm just curious just how fucking stupid some people are. But I just, that's just, I just don't understand that. <laughs> Here's one for IHOP, and it sounds like Dr. West was the manager. Because <clears throat> it says... And this is from the customer. Phone wasn't answered. Management was very nasty. Told me I could get hit by a car as I requested that he correct his ordering service. (laughs) (laughs) That's Dr. West, uh, manager. (laughs) Talked nasty to me in front of various customers and gave me only half of my order. Service, terrible, and manager was very nasty and unprofessional. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, I'd like to I'd like to follow that comment up with this. Uh, Eleven years ago, I worked in a uh, in a Walmart briefly, and I had a gentleman come in with his family wanting deals on stuff, and I was like, I'm unable to do that for weeks. It was holiday season, so Black Friday, mm-hmm. day before Black Friday. Wonderful. Time I was like, I can't do that. And he starts threatening me and yada, yada, yada. But I knew there was no audio on the cameras in there. So, and I'm, I'm hitting 911 on my dial pad because I was a cashier to get someone to come help me with this asshole and nobody ever did. This guy's called me a faggot, a Jew, all these, all these nasty names. I don't know where they were coming from. And finally, I leaned over to him in front of his wife and I go, I hope you and your family die in a fucking car crash. And I meant it. <laughs> That's exactly what I told him. And the funny thing is, when they fired me for that, there was no proof of it. Yeah. And I, this is a true story, and I sued Walmart for defamation of character. Not only did I get unemployment, I also got about 11 grand from them. Nice. 
So yeah, I would tell you to get hit by a car if you called in and started cussing me out of my job. <laughs> <laughs> but you have experience with it. The doctor will get fired from his job just to tell you to get hit by a fucking car. So, pretty damn funny. Come on. Sometimes this this specific site has better stuff, but it's hard to find some of the stuff. I want to also point this out to my last job was at a call center. And I was watching The Office the other day, and the main dude, the Michael Scott character dude, he uh, had a part-time job as a as a as a phone representative at a call center, and it was so funny. It was like the most accurate thing I've ever seen in my life because his boss was constantly like, "Just read the script." Don't talk to them. Don't ask them anything. Just read the fucking script. And I was sitting there going, you know what? That's actually spot on because that's how those assholes act, too. It really is. It's very accurate. I was like, what a bunch of shitbags. What a bunch of shitbags. I really do love The Office, though. I've, I know that sounds really generic because not everybody on the planet does, but that show's actually really good. Like, I've gotten to where I really enjoy it. It is very funny. And I am Michael Scott. I would have to say that is definitely me. <laughs> Let's see. If that's not me, if that's not me, then I would say that I am... Uh... No, that's definitely me. Let's and see. you're Jim, but anyway. <laughs> Let's see, here's... Uh... Our good sponsors at Huddle House. Here's here's a good one. We occasionally will stop in and order two cheeseburger meals to go. They were always good and cooked fresh, along with the fries. Sadly, our local news recently gave out health department inspection scores, and this place received the worst, a 75. 70 will get you closed down. They talked about how unclean it was and roaches being everywhere. Sad, because we did like this place. <clears throat> <clears throat> there was one waitress and one cook. There were numerous tables not bust yet. I ordered uh, the French toast platter. My eggs and bacon were fine, but the French toast had remnants of uh, previously burnt food. It tasted more like burnt bacon and sausage, as if they did not clean the grill before cooking it. The bathroom was broke. The waitress shared that another server and cook did not show up. I read in another review that every Saturday and Sunday they are shorthanded. This is true. Worst cook ever, sent back food, cook was not nice to the waitress, I felt sorry for her, she was at least friendly. Something doesn't change at this place, they won't make it. It was here over one, I was here over one hour and a half, unreal, so bad. Well, the order I placed with, uh, to go was burnt, burnt hash browns, burnt bacon, both meals cost over $20. Three of us sat down at a table, two people at the bar, one cook, one server. We ordered and didn't get our food for 45 minutes. One order at a time, each plate cooked it by itself, then delivered. Then another order was started, each person at our table ate while the other two watched. In total, there were it was two hours with literally no one else in the restaurant. Worst service ever. Mark this as must-skip restaurant. <laughs> That's pretty funny. 
It sounds like they're pretty short-handed, and people just give them a shit review over that. <clears throat> kind of fucked up, but... I don't know, people give these places reviews sometimes, it's just weird. Because I actually want to find the gross ones, that's what we're looking for here. Our real sponsors are only the, the finest quality. About one star, you know. It's hilarious. Let's see. Some of these people are fucking wieners, too. Let's see. Even though we saw the not-so-good reviews, we had a coupon and decided to go. <laughs> well, that's a stupid decision. We ordered a rib meal and then an extra salad. Of course, the rolls were not available. They were baking some. My husband asked for bacon on a salad instead of tomato and cheese. Even though the waitress said he could have it that way, she did not fix it that way. The ribs were bland at best and appeared to have been left over heated up in the microwave. On top of it all, the waitress messed up our receipt and had dirty fingernails. It's a weird. Yummy. It's a weird review. We're actually seeing some boobage here. <clears throat> I'll go ahead and give it. You know, you got the side boob going on here. It's a silhouette, more or less, but still do Mister Skinless here at uh, one hour and nine minutes. You can start the shower scene. They're trying to zoom in on the nip here in the Brian James view. He's just zooming right in on her, on her side boob here. He's ready to get the, the old, the old death here. This is the first time in four years I've been to an O'Charlie's. They have gone down in flames. First, their sign said all you could eat catfish. Well, the server told me it's not catfish anymore; it's whitefish. Then I got the seafood platter, the worst food I've ever had, beyond bad. <laughs> <clears throat> you know what I should do is look up uh, you can go on Rotten Tomatoes and try to find bad reviews of movies that everybody likes how about that I've got something even funnier to do why don't you see if somebody's reviewed us somewhere I wouldn't know how to look for that no, there's podcast reviews what's, yeah. a, what's a movie you really hate that you know everybody likes I got an ad in 9 seconds mm. You have an ad? Yep, four seconds. Brian James is about to have an ad, too. <clears throat> yep, I'm break. Yeah, what, what's a good movie? One that you really don't like that you just want to hear bad reviews of? A movie I don't like? Yes. A movie you hate, you know everyone else I likes. Hate, so I can find bad reviews. I hate, the Mandalor- I hate The Mandalorian. That's not a movie, though. I mean, they might have it on here. I don't know. Okay, let's see if they have reviews. Well, it's going to be hard to find bad reviews on it. We're going to find them. Oh, you're not going to find a bad review because everybody thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. See score details. God damn it. What the hell is it doing? I guess you go by episode. Eh. I'll go to the last one, the one that everybody 
shit over. We'll see if we can find some better views. Skywalker shows up. Yep. I mean, it's, first of all, that's such an original idea to have Luke Skywalker show up in a Star Wars show. I mean, I don't know who would have ever thought of that. I mean, it's, it really is genius. I mean, you, there, there must have been a lot of thought process to be like, wait, let's bring a main character from the original three films and put it in our sh- fucking show. I mean, John Favreau is such a genius. I don't know how he came up with that. I don't know. I don't know how anybody came up with you know. That's like that's like me going in there and drinking a glass of water. It takes so much thought to do that. <laughs> you know. Well, here we go. Seriously, I mean, it, 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 he had, it, no, seriously, I want to hear you admit this with the Star Wars. Isn't he just a genius to put a? Uh, I, I, here, I've got one. I'll put Han Solo in a in a Star Wars film. So original. Yeah, it's pretty original. Here's a good one. Let me, let me just say that. Well, hold on. Let me just say this real quick. If you're a Star Wars fan, you have the brain the size of a fucking pea. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. You really are at this point because if, if you think you're some, because all these people I've seen, they come in my comic book store, they're all like, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know what? How do you, how do you wipe your own ass? <laughs> oh, that's right. You're a Trump supporter that doesn't wear a mask. Of course you love Mandalorian, you fucking hick. Why don't you watch a real Western, like Young Guns? Why don't you go watch a real Western? And then come talk to me about what a Western is. It's real original. If you got a Western thing, do it. You mean like Firefly that Josh Whedon did back in the early 2000s? Yeah, Mandalorian's real original. (laughs) Here we go. It says, The big budget CGI equivalent of watching a small child smash their collection of action figures into one another. It's messy, incoherent, utterly mindless. But hey, at least the kid is having fun. Let's see. Beautiful. The critic uh, by the way, my better. movie's still paused. You've never said anything. Uh, it just now came back on. You're good. What's going on in the screen with you? It's one thirteen forty-seven. is where I'm at. An hour and 13 minutes. Uh, the chick is in bed. Laying in bed. I think Henriksen just left the room. Okay, do you see the? Do you see the? You're ahead of me, so you're not going to see this. I'm just not even going to worry about it. Fuck it, I'll just let it play. But I'm ahead of you. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I can't, dude. I told you I can't really do anything because I can pause it, but I can't. Well, let me know when Lance Henriksen leaves the room. He's about to. Lance Henriksen's talking to a police officer. Okay, it's after that. The guy he's talking to was in Tango and Cash, though. Mm-hmm. It's a side note there. A lot of Tango and Cash people in this film. leaves the room. He just punched a cop. He just took his gun. And now he walked out of this. And now he's leaving the police station. Now it's showing some woman laying in bed. Okay, that's it. And the light's flickering. Yep, that's where I'm at. Now, movies are probably easier to review because that there's too much bullshit. 
I don't want to do it by episode. Well, the one you, the one that you read was pretty funny, though. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> that was from IndieWire. That was a uh, <clears throat> pretty notable source of news. Well, like I said, I don't think... I just... You know... It's like when we left that last Avengers film. Everybody's like... You can win. It's like, hey, you're fucking yeah, yeah. And it's just like, what movie did you just watch? Because that sucked. Let's like, see. I'll, I'll read reviews on that one. You know, I just, I just don't, I don't understand how people, I, you know, I, I get tired of. It's like I'm blue in the face telling people that, hey, this is not, this is not good. And they're like, it's amazing. It's like, if you say so. If you say so. <laughs> By the way, my phone is going to die probably next five minutes. Um, well, we got a little ways to go on the film still. <laughs> But, you know, I don't know why it's about to die. It went from kind of like we're doing pretty good to we're about shifting. Let's see. The only thing that I know for sure has ended with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is my patience. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't just go to find bad reviews and have to sift through all these ones about blowing it. I have no idea. trying to like figure out what the bad reviews are I guess the ones without the tomato on it you wonder how so much talent underwritten by such an obscenely large budget doesn't trigger more pathos The entire tone of the film felt like a eulogy to the MCU and relied too heavily on weepy-eyed nostalgia and fan service moments to carry it to the end. It's a pretty good one. It's official. We've been had. <laughs> Maybe it's the best that the children enjoy their party. Ooh, there's some more. Nasty special effects. Going back to the horror show here. Okay. Brian James, fucking baby. 
Yeah, it's fucking awesome. The spectacularly unjustified running time of 182 minutes, the film finds room to pack in just about every kind of tonality that a Marvel film has ever trafficked in. <clears throat> a convolution. It is an escalator to nowhere rather than a definitive endgame. Chris Hemsworth walks off with the three-hour cameo extravaganza. The talking rodent comes in second. Doesn't anybody deserve to die? It's <laughs> a pretty good one. We can actually uh, review a Star Wars film. What about that Solo movie? I'm sure that's got some pretty bad ones. Everybody on there thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. I personally don't think Woody Harrelson can act his way out of a fucking paper bag, but you know, what do I know? Solo, a Star Wars movie. No, the reviews are pretty bad. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. I think other people watch stuff, though, and they don't really know what they're watching, so they just tell everybody they liked it just to sound relevant. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Like a never-ending video game mission after mission is introduced, giving the protagonist continuous obstacles to overcome. The feature just jogs awkwardly on a treadmill for 2 hours and 15 minutes. It's only breathing moments reserved for readjusting its socks. <laughs> It's annoyingly responsible for staining the iconography upon Solo. This one says, just watch the originals. A murky, useless, pandering mess of bad ideas. That's a pretty good one. See, the movie should have been good. I mean, Ron Howard directed it. He did Willow. Seth and Richie Cunningham on fucking Happy Days, and then he just made that steaming hot pile of poo. <laughs> we have to go through the scenes with emotional depth. The film loses its pulse. Survives on nostalgia and good faith rather than telling a story that brings new ingredients to the recipe. Solo is a spiritless movie for a brave character. <laughs> there was a girl last night at a at the grocery store when I went and I had the most perfect ass. I wanted to eat it like a fucking apple. <laughs> like it was just it was perfectly shaped and everything. 
mean, it was perfect. It seriously was. Like, very rarely do I see the perfect ass on a woman. And she literally had the perfect butt. I was just like, wow. Yeah, these heads just exploded on a platter. Yep. That's what my shirt has on it. That head on the platter thing. People give it way too much credit. I wanted to also tell you guys to check out Corey and I's grindcore band that we just started called Tech Noir. Our debut EP uh, is coming out soon. So look out for Tech Noir. Yep. It's actually pretty damn good. What's that? Tech Noir. It is. That's our grindcore band. Got a pretty banging uh, 80s jackets. It's got fucking studs on them on the shoulders. And... We can't explain the name of that band to you, and we never will, but Tech Noir is the name of our grindcore band. <laughs> you know that. Copyright January... <sighs> Fourth, two thousand. Excuse me, January fifth, two thousand twenty-one. Yeah. So, Tech Noir, our grand cool band. <laughs> <clears throat> Speaking of things you should check out, you should check out Godless Heathens, my other podcast that I do. The one that you guys don't know how to hit a fucking like button or subscribe button on. What you do is you just take your mouse and or finger and just hit like or subscribe with your finger. It's really easy to do. So you could do that. You know. And don't leave Kristen Vasquez or whatever his name is, the only one that can hit a like button. So just hit the like button and the subscribe button with your finger. And then you can find out everything that I'm doing on that podcast if you're interested. Yeah, you can just subscribe on Spotify. And, you know, if you're, not, if, if you're not interested, that's fine too. You can go fuck yourself. You can go on there and subscribe. And Speaking of which, do you have a way of checking? I know, you know, we're doing this live right now, but whatever. Can you, are we on, is Apple running yet for people listening? Or is it still fucked? No idea. Fantastic. Let's see. Do not see it on there. Great. They just said fuck you and they don't want your podcast on their network. I don't know what the deal is with that. I don't know how to fix it, so. I have no idea. It is uploaded on there. They actually take their sweet ass time to review it, the podcasts, I guess. So I don't know. It didn't take this long for any of the other ones. You think we have to resubmit it or shouldn't have to. 
Oh, it doesn't matter anyway. Nobody knows how to hit a goddamn like button, so I guess it was pointless for me to even do it to begin with. Says, no one knows how to hit a fucking like or subscribe button. It says submitted for review. That's all it says. I'll hit a like button. Still, still don't get no Trump money either. If any fans got that already, you can wire it to my bank account or a doctor's bank account. That'll be good. Yeah, money's always good. I can have Max here. Just uh, come hack you up from the dead. Brian James. He is cool as a slasher character, killer, whatever the fuck he is, supernatural killer guy, ghost demon guy. You know, I was thinking about something recently. People that have everything or acquire everything or whatever. One day, you will lose everything. You know, it's like sand in an hourglass. Like, it's eventually going to get turned over, and then it's going to start pouring down the other way. And you're going to go down the tube with it, with the sand. You're going to fall to the bottom, even though you were initially on the top. I just want to let a lot of people out there know that if if you're riding high at some point, that sand, that hourglass can get turned over on you. And when it does, your entire world will turn upside down, and then all the sand is going to go out of the top into the bottom. Something like that. I can end up like Brian James here. Even after he came back from the dead, he's still getting shot and stabbed and electrocuted again. It's just a a bloody heap full of glass shards. He looks real gross. The whole time you don't really feel like he's really there or not, and he's making Lance Henriksen's character kill people. You can't really tell if he's just crazy or not, which is part of the story, I guess. It's safe to say in this moment, I guess he's really there, and he's really killing him again, or something. Oh, that's weird. House for sold. So is Brian James really dead? That's the question. I guess this movie's called House because Ron James haunted their house. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Some hack at a fucking movie studio that thought he was being clever in Europe. Like, actually, we're going to go ahead and do it. You know, in America, where this was made, they didn't want to do it. Like, they wanted to do their own thing and not have it lumped to some franchise that this didn't fit with. 
really just wanted to make money off of a franchise that already existed instead of putting, making something different. Which is cool. Well, I, I mean, over here it was it was released and done right. It was in Europe where they fucked up. So yeah. But it's cool they had a choice then. Or it's like, maybe we should do yeah, that. Yeah, because of the now. commercials, it's made this movie like two hours long. It's just fucking stupid. Yes, this movie's only like an hour and a half. And that's yeah. why my phone's almost dead. I'm telling you, it's because of these goddamn ads. But... Oh, look, there's a cat in the box. The fuck is that? Lila. Um, five years of doing this, and it's the weirdest thing because that music and that ending just does not fit that film. Let me hear it. <laughs> Should it be at the end of like an actual house movie because that's that's really strange. But yeah, after five years of doing this, and it's like it's it's funny because I love doing it. I'm glad we still do it, but it, sometimes it just feels uh, you know it's it's very anonymous. It's like uh, farting in an envelope and mailing it. <laughs> like who's smelling the fart and who opened the envelope you know I don't, I don't know that's a really bad analogy but I just say and I was it's 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 just weird you know it's bizarre I guess is what I'm trying to say <laughs> who's smelling the fart the phantasm uh, final thoughts movie's really good um, surprised I've never seen it before it's just it was a lot of fun I like Brian James Lance Henriksen definitely not a house movie didn't feel like one wasn't like comical or anything it was very dark and gory so it was, it was good enjoyed it I've always liked it. I mean, I know it's not a space western, but I really like it. Um, huh. I think it's a good movie. And I, I know you would like it because at the beginning of the movie, um, Brian James has a Mets hat on, so. Yeah. Yeah, I knew immediately that, you know, like, okay, if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much, but. Which is why you like Mandalorian because the beginning of season one, Baby Yoda has a Mets hat on. So it's exactly it's why. it's creative marketing. It's uh, it's very smart to do that. Yeah. You know, like the other day, Yens didn't want to go uh, wheelchair fucker rather. He didn't want to go into the store with me. And I was like, you should. The cashier has got a new order shirt on, so he went in. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just have to tell people that, you know. Like, I was I was out with uh, Cody Lamone on New Year's Eve, and 
he was like, yeah, I don't really want to eat at that restaurant. And I was like, I think you'll really like it. You should try it. Besides, the guy working inside there has got a Sony PlayStation 5 hat on. So he went in. <laughs> you know, so sometimes you just have to have that type of stuff to, you know, to get people to understand it, you know. Yeah, definitely. Well, <clears throat> I mean, 100 episodes in, it feels like a lot more. I feel like we've done a lot more than that, um, which I know we have. I mean, you know, it, it's, should it really feel like it's anywhere more, anywhere further than what it should be? I mean, I mean, maybe. <clears throat> some of our guests are amazing people. We've had some amazing guests on here. Right. I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I'm enjoying. I hope we keep doing this. I enjoy doing it. We'll have a lot of new guests this year. Hopefully, I've enjoyed doing this with you. I glad we started doing it. And 100 episodes. Doctor West has been raunchy today. 100 episodes. And uh, thanks for listening. 100 for 100 episodes. Hopefully, if this is your first one, then. Stay fucking cool.